Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Monday, September 23rd, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This article is coming from CBC News. It focuses on uh, Charlottetown and PEI, but it actually takes a really good look at Canada nationwide as well. The headline reads, Soaring rents and house prices in Canadian cities make housing a key election issue. Jeff Gallant lived in his new home just 17 days before the for sale sign went up. Soon after the single dad rented the house, it was sold and the new owners sent him notice of a major renovation that would force Gallant and his two young children to leave. A similar thing occurred at his previous place and it's happening to so many renters in Charlottetown that a new term has been born, renoviction. Charlottetown is a prime example of the scarce vacancies and spiraling cost, costs facing renters in communities across the country. It's getting ridiculous, Gallant says of the rental market. Prices have doubled pretty much and that boils back to supply and demand. They know there's nothing here so the landlords jack up the price. Cost of living is a big election issue according to a CBC News Commission poll, and housing is the biggest single expense for most Canadians. As the campaign has unfolded, the federal parties have begun to unveil plans on how they'd make life more affordable for voters. The Liberals aim to build 100,000 affordable housing units over a decade. They would also encourage home ownership through a first-time home buyer incentive that subsidizes up to 10% of the purchase of a new home and 5% on resale homes with restrictions. The NDP have a more ambitious ambitious plan, committing to build 500,000 affordable units, housing units in a decade. A central message of the conservative campaign is the party wants people to uh, wants people to get ahead, not just get by. But the Conservatives have said little about housing specifically, arguing instead that the government needs to get its hands out of Canadians' pockets in areas like the carbon tax, which they describe as ineffective. The party has promised to ease building regulations to increase housing supply. The reality is that finding affordable housing is increasingly difficult in many parts of Canada. The smallest provincial capital, Charlottetown, has one of the lowest rental vacancy rates in the country. It hovers just above 0%. New Kijiji listings last just minutes before apartments are snapped up, and renters complain about spending even more of their limited dollars on housing. It's an old axiom of financial planners that renters should never spend more than 30% of their gross earnings on rent and utilities. In Charlottetown, low-income renters, those earning less than 21000 $361, spend on average 62% of their earnings on housing. The numbers get only marginally better when income levels increase. Data gathered by the Canadian Rental Housing Index shows that Toronto renters earning as much as $45,498 a year are dedicating 40% of their earnings to monthly housing costs live outside the downtown core in York or Peel region, and those middle-income earners are paying an average of 44 and 38 percent, 
respectively. In Regina, low-income uh, renters spend more than half their pre-tax earnings on rent and utilities. In Calgary, it's 62% and 91% in Vancouver. This may help to explain why so many adult children are returning to live with their parents even after they've entered the workforce, or why many young adults choose to have roommates to defray living costs. Across Canada, it's not simply a question of how much accommodation costs, but also about keeping up with the need for more places to live. In 2018, there were 37,000 new apartments built nationwide, but demand increased by 50,000 units, according to tracking done by the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. And Canadian cities continue to grow, driven by factors such as immigration and stronger job numbers. With housing-related problems rising and the cost of living a primary issue for Canadian voters, Charlottetown Mayor Philip Brown figures political party leaders in the midst of a federal election campaign should be talking more about it. When he was elected last year, he describes how he used a congratulatory phone call from the Prime Minister to drive home his top priority. We have a problem with affordable, uh, affordable and accessible housing, Brown says he told Justin Trudeau on a, short, on a call shortly after his election as mayor in November 2018. We need more public spending from the provincial and federal governments to, supply, to up the supply of affordable and accessible housing. Each community has its own housing challenges, and one of the big ones for Charlottetown is that short-term rentals for the city's giant tourism industry suck up a lot of housing stock. Another is house prices. Canadian Real Estate Association data shows they've jumped 38.5% in the last three years alone in PEI's capital. By comparison, prices rose 25%. 0.3% in Toronto, 21.6% in Ottawa, and 33.3% in Victoria. A market where buyers get into bidding wars is new for Canada's smallest province, which recently surpassed 153,000 residents and is persuading some landlords to sell. Added to that, the province, province's growing population, the province's population is growing with people moving to PEI from other nations and parts of Canada on both a permanent and temporary basis. The University of PEI hasn't built a new residence in 14 years, for example, while its students po student population has increased by about a third. There have been significant increases in the number of students on campus requiring housing, with half now coming from out of province or out of country. And that, in turn, is pushing more demand on downtown housing, Brown explains. Holland College student Sierra Elkerton was debating whether she could even afford to stay in school after she was evicted by her landlord because the building was not up to code. She managed to find a new apartment, but for nearly double the monthly rent. Realistically, I don't want to pay that, but it looks like I'm going to have to, says Elkerton. The cost of living is way too high considering it's such a small city. She's not alone. A global survey by money manager BlackRock Inc. found many Canadians feel that they are in a financial squeeze, hard-pressed to save amid 
what they perceive as a high cost of living, including devoting much of their income to paying for their homes. Canadians who responded to the poll said they spend an average of 43% of their income on housing, whether renting or owning. Among the 20 countries surveyed, only the Netherlands and Sweden had higher housing costs at 51% and 45% respectively. Charlottetown's mayor is well aware of the numbers. In this community, in his community, he's most focused on trying to help the people who find themselves paying more than they can afford and those who can't find any at all. We may be a small city, he says, but we've got big city problems. The mayor says he would like to hear com commitments from party leaders this election cycle to use the big federal wallet to help cities build more affordable housing. I got two calls this past week and one visit to the office, Brown says, from a woman who was living in her car in Walmart parking lot and another woman that's been in a shelter now for almost a month and she needs a place to live. So that's actually a really interesting national snapshot relating it back to um, a very common situation in or a situation that most cities can relate to in Charlottetown. Well, one point that stuck out to me was that student that was, evic was evicted because her building's not up to code. And that's a big problem, and that's something that we see all over the place. Landlords have just not paid attention to their properties. And there can be arguments for... I've heard arguments that, well, you know, tenants are just going to trash the place anyway. Why put money into it? And to me, that's lazy. You're running a business. Deliver a great product. There's no excuse. Now, I mean, if someone hit hard times, maybe something happened to the property that they just couldn't afford and the rents at the time just didn't justify the repairs. Or I mean, like there's, of course, there are many unique situations and nuances to this. But that those circumstances particularly, that situation particularly where it's been a very common trend for landlords who have been holding properties for decades now have just let properties wilt, wither. They're no longer up to fire code, up to building code. They're just collecting their cash. That's wrong, in my opinion. It's not even business. It's not even sound business practice. Now, the other thing is immigration and population um, increase. And that's a tougher one. I think us as Canadians, are just we have to get used to the idea that we are a very multicultural country. I think it would be irresponsible with all of our land to um, not let 
people in. Now, I think we have to be realistic about how, how well we can serve. You know, if we're letting 100,000 people in every year, that's going to, put, going to put pressure on housing markets for sure. We have to be realistic about what that does, the consequences of that. Okay, so I'm not saying we need to just let people dump in, but I don't... So we need to be smart about how many, how many people we, we let immigrate to Canada. But I think, and this, for me personally, and I, you know, if someone who has more experience, is more educated, have a more insightful opinion or insight, yeah, more insightful insight, if you have more insight on this, I'd love to hear it. Correct me for it, or correct me on it, but we just need more units, period. We need more purpose-built uh, apartment buildings. And we just need to densify a little bit more. The short-term rental thing, I had an interesting conversation with our Green Party candidate here in Hamilton Center. And he talked about his words were we need to be, make it more attractive financially for landlords to rent long term because right now it's more attractive for them to rent short term and he's so right and I would love to see someone come up with more attractive financial options in the election in election commitments for long term landlords but I'd love to hear what you have to say um, another big thing is the, and this is another thing that that struck home for me, the portion of rent versus income. So you know, most people, they're paying at least forty percent of their income towards rent, and that's larger in the GTA for sure. It's got to be fifty to sixty percent. And so people are saying, well, we need more affordable housing. We need more affordable housing. And that's true. I will always support that. But m my personal ambition is to also up my income. I am on this, like, seemingly never-ending drive to up my income. <laughs> so on that note, uh, Erwin Cito, he has an excellent real estate investing podcast called The Truth About Real Estate Investing in Canada. If you haven't heard of it, go look it up. You know what? I'll put a link in the show notes. The Truth About Real Estate Investing in Canada. He also runs um, a real estate membership meetup group. It's called the Infinity Wealth Investment Network. I win. He's hosting... Well, first of all, those meetings are fantastic. I'll be at the one uh, that's... Um, there's a Iwin meeting tomorrow, tomorrow evening. I'll be at that one. And it's uh, real estate investing strategies and, and wealth, wealth hacking strategies, like the fastest path to building wealth and, and from people who are doing it, making money right now. Erwin and his wife, Cherry Chan, are hosting the Wealth Hacker Conference in November, on November 9th. And it's, it's just ex like they're inviting more people to, to come out. It's like a one-day, it is a one-day event. And 
they have a lineup of speakers who have built built their wealth on with specific strategies and these people are going to be teaching their strategies opening up their tactics and showing what's possible modeling what's possible for everybody who shows up now the biggest thing is Erwin has Erwin and Cherry secured Grant Cardone as the headlining speaker I never paid attention much attention to Grant Cardone I always appreciated most of his stuff but since they announced that Grant's going to be in Toronto on November 9th I started watching some of his YouTube videos and this is exactly what I'm looking for right now building wealth increasing my income it's exactly it's what he talks about all the time so I'm actually really looking forward to being at the Wealth Hacker Conference and absorbing these strategies and these mentalities necessary to just, you know, I, I want to get to the, I was just journaling this morning, I want to get to the 30000 a month mark. How long is that going to take me? I don't know. But that's my goal. $360,000 a year. Because I want to save... I want to I want to save and invest an incredible amount of money. I want to live there's a you know I want to be able to save 40% of my income. Live on 40%. I'd actually like to be able to live on 20% of my income. Because if I'm making that much um more than 40% of it's actually getting taxed, but if I could live on 10 to 10 to 20 percent of my income comfortably, that'd be amazing. And if I could save 30 to 40 percent for investing purposes, so how do I get there? Well, I need to hang out with people who are doing that already. And that I think is also something that needs to start becoming like. I believe entrepreneurship is going to be majority of people's answer out of poverty or out of financial stress. People can start to learn how to make money on their own without relying on someone else's and just selling their time. That's going to be... I know a lot of people, they just want the comfort and convenience of having a job that pays all their bills, but realistically, I don't know how practical that is moving forward anymore. We need to know how to make money for ourselves, how to offer something of value that people will hand over their hard-earned money for. Like That's what that's about. I had a conversation with a gentleman who wants to move from India on LinkedIn this uh, last week. He you know, and I was like, cool, like, I'm very supportive of it, you know, Canada's a great country, and I, but I, I kind of, I, out of curiosity, I wanted to find out why he came, why he wants to come to Canada, and for him, it's largely because he wants the quality of life that Canada offers. I said, are you looking for a job here, or do you want to start a business? Or, you know, no, he was asking what the best way to, you know, to come to, what best thing to do to, when he came to Canada was, I was like, honestly, you can find a job, sure, but... I think the best thing to do is come to Canada, start a business, and start offering value to people. Create something that people find valuable. He just wants to find a good job.
And I don't blame them. Every other Canadian, too, for the most part, you know. But I think every other Canadian needs to learn how to create value, so much value in something that people are willing to offer them money for it. That's what's going to get us out of financial financial pressure and stress into independence and peace. That's why I'm going to the Wealth, Wealth Hacker Conference on November 9th. So, wealthhacker.ca, if you want a 10% discount on your ticket, there's three levels of tickets, VIP, premium, and general admission. If you want 10% discount on any level of ticket, use the discount code REALWEALTH. REALWEALTH, all one word. It'll, on the wealthhacker.ca website, there'll be an Eventbrite ticket box. And at the top of the box, there'll be a text link that says enter promo code. Click on that and then scroll through the ticket options. You'll be good. Anyway, love to hear from you. recoffee at joelarnt.ca. recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t dot c-a. If you think... Uh, a friend of yours or a colleague would benefit from the news article or from the Wealth Hacker Conference info, send this, um, send this episode to them. Subscribe uh, as well so that, you know, we can... I really want to start generating conversation about um, real estate in uh, the, the current state of real estate in Canada moving forward. I want to hear from everybody. I want to, you know, what's, what's going on in your markets. And we can move forward smarter. Okay. Have a good Monday.